Blog Talk Radio. All right, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. We thank God once again for another opportunity to be in the land of the living to discuss the scriptures. And we're praying that everybody is having a blessed week so far. This is your friend, Pastor Omar Zachary, along with our great panel here at Praise Tabernacle Church, located at 199 East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30046, Suite A. And tonight we just thank you all so much for those that are tuning in, those that's going to be uh, tuning in. Thank you so much for your support of our ministry here on Chaos Blog Talk Radio. We got a great lesson, a great teacher, and a great lesson on tonight, as we do every Tuesday night. And we're just so grateful for such a great panel, such a great leadership at our local assembly. Amen. And we're not going to uh, delay or prolong the time. We're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to turn it over to our speaker of the hour, to our leader for tonight, Elder Derek Oliver, Mr. Chaos himself. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you as we come now to dive into your word. We ask that you sit in your anointing that makes teaching easy on tonight. We ask that you crown our leader on tonight, crown his head with wisdom and knowledge. Give him what to say to these, your people, those that are listening, those that may come back later on and listen. We thank you for the panel. Give us what's needed on tonight, God, to help cover every point that needs to be brought out on tonight. We give you glory and honor. We know both dominion and power is yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Elder Oliver, services is into your hands. God bless. Uh, thank you, Bishop. Appreciate it. Uh, I just want to say thank you um, to the Lord who's ahead of my life, uh, giving me the uh, ability to serve him and the ability to speak his word. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful tonight to be able to be on tonight, to be able to share uh, what God has given me to share. And um, I just ask y'all pray for me. Um, just pray for me. Uh, I, I think the lesson really blessed me, um, so I know it was for me. Hopefully you guys, everyone will get something out of it. Um, and with that being said, a few things i like to say before I jump into the Word. Um, I know I sent my scriptures out. My base scriptures is coming out of Matthew's, the 26th chapter. I'm going to be in 26 for a minute. Uh, 69 to 75, but I'm going to start somewhere else so we can get a, a where I'm going uh, on tonight. First of all, again, I just want to give honor to the Lord, um, again, ahead of my life, and and that uh, also want to thank Bishop uh, Leadership Team for allowing me to give a word, to participate, not just tonight, but every night. Um, during Bible study or Sunday service because a lot of people don't have an opportunity to serve God in a way where they can actually give something by doing a lesson or anything like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful on, on tonight for a lot of reasons. 
But uh, tonight, um, I'm gonna say a quick prayer. We're gonna jump into the we're gonna jump into the lesson. Uh, hopefully, I won't be too long, and everyone will get something out of it. Uh, again, we're gonna start uh, base scriptures. It's coming out of Matthew, the 26th chapter, starting with the 69th verse. But we're gonna um, start in Matthew 26. I'm gonna start at uh, 30. 33 to 35, just to break it down. You ain't even got to turn there. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, but we're going to still continue to talk about Peter and some of the things that Peter uh, had to go through, the life of Peter. And tonight we're going to talk about when Peter denied Christ. And I was thinking about that, and um, I just want that to be in your mind denying Christ. I just want you to think about it for a minute because <clears throat> I'm going somewhere with this. And uh, hopefully I don't get too happy where I'm going. But Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you to hide me behind the cross. Father God, where I'm not seen, but your word is seen. Father God, I ask you to to touch me right now. Father God, give me the wisdom and the knowledge to rightly divide your word the way you would want it to be presented. Father God, I ask that if anything in me is not like you, Father God, that you remove it. Father God, Father God, I ask for forgiveness for all things that I've done knowing and unknowing. I just ask for your forgiveness. Father God, give the listener the ear to hear the word, Father God, and not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. I ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to talk about Peter when he denied Christ. And um, I find this very interesting, the way I'm going to look at it tonight. And um, um, I, I see some things in here, and um, hopefully you guys can follow me on tonight. But before uh, we get to the main verse, Matthew's the 26th chapter, and I'm just going to read uh, this, and this is uh, during the, the, the Last Supper. Uh, there's a conversation that's going on, and in uh, Matthew 26, 33, uh, it says, Peter answered and said unto him, Through all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will not be offended. Jesus said unto him, Very, I say unto thee, that the night before the crow thou shalt deny me three times. Peter said unto him, Though I shall die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Jesus, Peter is at the Last Supper, and he's big on words. Peter is telling Jesus, I'm not going to deny you. I'm going to be right there with you to the very, very, very end. And Jesus is telling him, you're going to deny me three times. And what I find interesting in this is that uh, when we get to Matthew, the 26th chapter, starting at verse 69, uh, right before the crucifixion, uh the disciples are there, Peter is there, and Peter uh, is asked, was you with Jesus? And Peter said no on three different occasions. So if you have your Bible, I want to go to Matthew, same Matthews, the 26th chapter, and we're going to go with the 
69, verse 69. And give me a second to get there. And what I like about this is that Peter denied Christ um, three different times. And again, Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75. And I'm reading out the King James Version. And it says, Now Peter sat without in a place, and this most came upon him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone onto the porch, other maids saw him and said unto them that were there, this follow was also with Jesus of Nazareth, and again he denied with with an oath. With an oath, I'm sorry. I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayed thee. And he began to curse to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the, the crew and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him before the crows, Thou shalt deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now, what I find interesting right here is Jesus is getting ready to get crucified. And they had already took Jesus away to be crucified. And if you had, if anyone had known who Jesus was, they would probably have been stoned or would have been killed. And here, here Peter is um, in a moment where he denied Jesus. And I just wanted to look up the word uh, deny. And I'm not trying to be deep, but if you just look up the Webster Dictionary, deny, it says state that one refuses to admit the truth. So in a sense, Peter was lying about knowing Jesus. Um, Peter did not, he had to come face to face with, if he would have told the truth, he probably would have been stoned. Probably. We don't know that because he didn't tell the truth. He just denied him. And Jesus even said that uh, you're going to deny him. Uh, three times. And now I want to take a look at Peter's life when we, before we get to this point, because Peter was very vocal when it came to Jesus. We know that Peter hung with Jesus for three and a half years. We know that Peter walked on the water. We know that Peter was with Jesus when they fed the 5,000. We know that he was with Jesus when he uh, let the man, the blind man see when he did all the healings, all the miracles Jesus did for three and a half years, Peter was right there with him. But Peter was very vocal. Um, and, and Peter, you couldn't say Peter did not love Jesus. You, you can't say that. But when it came down to this point, why did he deny him? And, you know, I'm just looking up, and a few things that I, I, I can come up with is that he was weak and that he was fearful. 
And a lot of times in our lives as Christians, I'm talking to the saved folks now, talking to believers now. I'm not talking to everybody, just believers. There's times that we get weak and sometimes we get fearful. And there's sometimes we make decisions based upon our flesh. And Peter was in the flesh because had he had said anything that he knew Jesus, he probably knew that he was going to get stoned. And and what I find interesting is for the people who kept accusing him of being with Jesus, I just want you to, to, to just look at that and keep reading 69 through 75. Everyone was telling Peter that he was with Jesus because they knew that if he would admit it that he knew who Jesus was, that he was going to be hurt. And then I got to thinking about this. A lot of times when we're doing our walk with Jesus, as long as we're doing good, don't no one say nothing about Jesus. As soon as adversity comes, whether you're doing wrong or you got to make a decision and you're in the flesh, people want to throw Jesus up in your face. And, and, and it made Peter so mad that he wanted to cuss. And and not, not that he wanted to cuss, not that he didn't love Jesus, but for a moment he was weak. For a moment he 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 was not spirit, he was in the flesh. And in the flesh he made a decision that he did not know who Jesus was. And Jesus even told him that this was going to happen. And when he told him it was going to happen, Peter said, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a rider, I'm gonna be right there for you. And what I want to ask a question to the panel tonight and to everyone that's listening tonight, have you ever had a moment in your life where you denied Christ? Now, I'm not saying that you denied him like Peter did, but have you ever was in a moment where you could have let your light shine and you refused not to do it? Was you so sold out for Jesus or were you in your flesh? When you was around at the Christmas party, and, and everyone was smoking and drinking, but you wanted to set aside, but you were still in the atmosphere, but you weren't talking about Christ, what was you doing? And don't say, oh, I don't do it, and people respect me and all of that. The question is, have you ever denied Jesus? Have you ever been truthful to yourself, and have you ever had a moment where you didn't know that you was in the flesh? Because I really believe that the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. And the flesh got a hold of Peter. And Peter got so mad that he started cussing. This is the same Peter that walked on the water. This is the same Peter that helped feed 5,000. This was the same Peter that saw a uh, uh, blind man get healed. This is the same Peter that, that uh, Jesus told him that I'm upon the knowledge that I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. This is the same Peter that denied him. So I'm going to ask a question. Have you ever been somewhere in your Christian journey or your Christian book and you wrote a bad chapter and, and, and then everybody wanted to say, but I thought you were saved. I thought you was with Jesus. And everything that you did showed that you wasn't with Jesus. But you know in your heart of hearts 
you walked on the water. You know in your heart of hearts you fed the hungry. You know in your heart of hearts you, you, you ministered to the poor. You know in your heart of hearts you did everything right. But in this chapter, Peter denied him. I just want to ask a question. Have anyone ever felt like that before? Have you ever felt like you were walking and then it came down to a a chapter in your life where you didn't spiritually, you wasn't in a spiritual sense. You were in the flesh. And because you was in the flesh, and when you're in the flesh, everybody want to say, I thought you was with Jesus. Knowing you were doing was wrong or knowing that you were having a bad day, they want to throw Jesus in there. But they didn't see you walking on the water. They didn't see you feeding the hungry. They didn't see you praying. They didn't see any of these things. But they had enough sense to know that you was with Jesus. But when it comes time for it to be harmful to you, they want to throw it up in your face. I just want to ask a question. Have anyone ever been there? Have anybody ever saw it? Have you ever been in a position where you denied Jesus Christ? Have you ever been in a situation where you did something that you weren't supposed to do and you denied Christ? Whether you did it, you sinned, or whether you were didn't show the light of the world or whether you had a bad day, whatever it results, it's still the same thing. You did not represent Jesus Christ the way he wanted you to represent him. But we get so judgmental when it comes to Peter. And and, and when Peter walked on the water and he fell, we, we wanted to judge him because he fell in the water. We wanted to judge him because he denied Christ three times. But all the other good he did is just doesn't mean anything. I'm going somewhere with this. I got some other scriptures I want to read. But because he denied Jesus at the very crucifixion, getting ready to be crucified, where Jesus probably needed some more, he turned his back on Jesus. I'm just going to ask the panel a question. I'm not going, have you ever been there? Anyone have a comment? Have you ever been there where you felt like you let Jesus down? Or are we so uppity-minded that we so don't have no sin that we never, or we never let Jesus down? Because I'm going to show you something what happened to Peter after he let Jesus down. And it said that he went away crying and weeping and mad and cussing and fussing because he would caught a moment in the flesh. And see, I'm not talking to people who think that you can live in sin and waddle in sin. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking about people who believe that they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, who believe that uh, uh, you can't live any kind of way. But because we have obstacles that come against us, and sometimes we get in the flesh, but we don't want to talk about when we get in the flesh because that's too much like being real. Or when we not only get in the flesh, but can we keep God's principles the way he wants us to keep his principles? Can we love one another when they stab you in the back? Can you still love them? I ain't say you got to hang out with them, but can you still love them, still feed them? Can you still talk to them? Can you still pray for them when they do you wrong? 
because this is what Peter did to Jesus. And, and, and because Peter was Jesus's boy. This is why I believe, and I could be wrong. This is what I believe. Jesus was showing us something in Peter that's in all of us. We all have the moments of when our flesh gets weak. And when our flesh gets weak, we, we, we have the, uh, we, we have fear. And when we have fear, we sometimes fall into the flesh and do what the flesh do. If someone hits you, you're going to hit them back. You're not going to live in love. Does anyone have any questions so far, any comments while I'm going on? Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, you're working. You're working, that's for sure. Uh, when I look at this text, I, as, you, as you're giving the questions on tonight, it provokes us to have uh, self-examination. Um, nobody on the panel or nobody listening can say they, that they haven't denied Christ. Uh, for the simple fact that you was born born in sin and shaped in iniquity, you, I mean, we've all denied him uh, at one point or another. And I would, I would venture out to say we did not, we've denied him more than what record shows of Peter. Um, we have, as you stated earlier, we do have record of several times where Peter either uh, not only denied, uh, but he rebuked Christ and, uh, you know, he told Christ, no, you know, he told him at one time, I ain't going to eat, you know, ain't nothing, ain't no food um, that was sacrificed to idols or anything like that. No, no unclean food have ever taste. Have I ever taste? I mean, so Peter, he did uh, several things that we have a record of. Um, and we, we'd all, we all can look at our lives and see that, you know, there's been several instances where we have, denied Christ, it may not have been with our mouth, but with our actions, you know, with our thoughts, um, with our heart. Um, but I see something else in here also that you're talking about. Um, I see that the people, they wasn't necessarily mocking. I don't see that they was mocking him as they were calling him on the carpet, which to any believer, it should be a honor that people recognize your life because we see that they record it. You sound like him, you know, your speech, uh, be read. In other words, you, you talk like him, you know, there was Peter had to have been doing something even in that moment that resembled Christ. And that's the way, you know, we all should be doing something that resembles whether it's in the heat of the moment or not, where the question is, do you know him or have you been with him? And it was at the moment where the world put him on the carpet because they noticed something about him. It was that at that moment, not that they was, I don't see what they was more or less mocking him, but more or less calling him on the carpet. Hey man, you sound like, you sound like Jesus. You know, neither one of them out of the three different instances, neither one of them asked a question. It was more of a statement. It wasn't no, hey, man, have you, have you ever been with Jesus? It wasn't a question. It was a statement. Oh, no, you've been with him. So it was no doubt that he'd been with them in their eyes, but he had to do extra. He had to do extra. And when I was reading this earlier, I thought about how many times have we had to do extra to try to prove 
that we're not godly. How many times have we had to do, and it's funny how the last person said, thy speech be read or betrayed, meaning you sound like him. And with that same speech, he went from a high testimony to a, a low negative. So with the same speech, he flipped it from sounding like Christ to trying to prove a point that he don't know him in the, with the same type of speech. So he, and, and I thought about how many times, you know, especially growing up in the church, I know several kids uh, that grew up in the church along with me, and when they got a little older, when they could make their own decisions and mama wasn't around, daddy wasn't around, they would do extra, uh, whether it was in school or wherever we was, to try to prove that they were not a church boy or that they were not a church girl. So they would go out of the way. You know, they wouldn't just say a little cuss word. No, they would cuss extra because they wanted to prove, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my, you know, I go to church, but shoot, I'm just like everybody else, you know. And that's what happened. It's funny, as I'm thinking, and I'll be quiet, my, my daughter, my baby girl, which is in ninth grade, me and her and my, my wife was having a conversation. I think my wife was with us uh, last week sometimes. We were having a conversation. And she said, you know, in school they called me the holy girl. They they say, oh, that go that that go that that go that holy girl, and I told her I took a moment then to say I didn't even know we was talking about this tonight to, to earlier today, but I took a moment then me and my wife both to remind her, hey, that's because they see something in you, and don't ever deny, don't ever be ashamed of who you are, don't never be ashamed of who your parents are, don't never be ashamed of the of the God that we serve, and don't ever be ashamed of <clears throat> letting the world know that you trust and, and that you are a believer in Jesus Christ. So, you know, I know they, they may seem to be saying it one way or the other, but it's an honor. It's an honor to be even mentioned, even be mentioned as a believer, as someone that has been set aside for the work of the Lord. So, uh, this has really brought a lot of thought, uh, individual uh, for me individually, so I appreciate this this lesson on tonight. Thanks, Bishop. I appreciate that and those words. Anyone have anything else they want to say before we move on? All right, all righty. And one of the things that that um, I wanted to say because there's a few things I wanted to bring out because it was a statement that they were saying, but sometimes you know how church folks do things. They do things a little messy when you're going through something. But when you serve Christ and, and, and people point the finger at you, regardless whether it's a statement or whether it's in a negative, it's still all good because you're representing Jesus Christ. And they see something in you in order for them to bring up Jesus about you. And, and that, that's pretty much where I'm going to go in the closing about this because I am going somewhere with this. But, but Peter did deny him. There's no, he did deny him. Um, for whatever reasons he denied him, you know, weak at the time, in the flesh at the time. Um, but the Lord was showing me that we all at some point have denied something about Christ. It may not have been in that in that way, but we all have done something to have uh, denied him. And another thing that we, we have to understand that um, we have to be aware that there is an enemy out there as well. And what I mean by that is we have to be careful. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to First Peter 
um, 5 and 8. You can just write it down, and it says First Peter 5 and 8, 5, 8 to 10. I'm sorry. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, and it says that be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse 9, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. We have to understand that the enemy is trying to attack us, and he wants to get us. He wants to get in our mind. He wants to get in us so we can deny, so we can show unbelief, so we can act differently than the way God wants us to act. We have to understand that uh, that that's what the devil does. He's looking for someone to divide. He's looking. And if you show any type of weakness, if you show any type of flesh, he's going to jump on you. And you have to have enough strength and enough faith to keep believing that Jesus is the reason and that Jesus has called you. Because regardless if you have a bad moment or you have a good moment, the devil is going to try you. And and we have to be aware of that. That's what the devil does. He tries us. And and if he didn't try us, we must be running with him. So he's going to try us. And there's sometimes we may, there's some chapters in our life, we may have a bad chapter. But the thing about having a bad chapter is not the final chapter. And this was just a chapter for Peter. It wasn't the final chapter. It wasn't his best moment. It wasn't his best look. But he had, it wasn't the final chapter. So what I'm trying to tell you is even Peter sometimes, didn't have it all together. Don't think you're going to have it all together. But you also have to know that the devil is trying to get to you. And he's going to do anything that he can to get to your mind so he can destroy you. And if you don't be so super spiritual to think that the devil is not going to try you. Don't think that you're so clean and so holy that the devil's not going to come after you. The devil's coming after you, and when he comes after you, you have to be strong. You have to be willing to take the blows. You have to be willing to, to make the sacrifices. You have to be willing to do what the Lord is telling you to do. Don't quit. Don't be so quick to give up. If God called you, he anointed you. If God, if God called you, he gave you the power to withstand the fiery darts of the devil. We have to stop. in a weak 
moment. We we gotta we gotta know what to do. We we have to know how to prepare ourselves. And even though that uh, uh, Peter denied him, and I'm gonna keep saying denied, he he wasn't telling the truth. He he was wrong at what he was doing. But Peter had enough sense to come back. And and, and what you mean, Elder uh, Oliver? Come back. This is the part that I like. Um, if you have your Bibles. Uh, this is about to get real good because this is what I like is because the same way Peter denied him three times, you know, and, and then Jesus was crucified. And and um, I think some of y'all probably know where I'm going. Uh, we're going to go to uh, the book of John, the 21st chapter, John 21. And... Um, John, the 21st chapter of John, verse 15 and 17. It says that uh, John 21, 15, 17, starting with verse 15, it says, So when they had denied, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, loveth thou me more than thee? He said unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest I lovest thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17, he said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, loveth me. Peter was grieving because he said unto him the third time, Loveth thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. And let me give you a background of John twenty one fifteen. This is after Jesus was resurrected and he came back again. After he had died on the cross, he came back and he asked Peter, the question, do you love me three times? Just like he denied him three times. He asked him three times. And when he asked him three times, the same way that he denied him, Peter kept saying, yeah, I love you. And Peter even got a little attitude the third time and said, yeah, I love you. And, and at the very end of verse 17, Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. If that ain't enough to make you want to shout. Now, this is after Jesus was crucified. Jesus forgave him for denying him, and then he told him to go feed my sheep, feed my sheep. So he was qualified. Yeah, Jesus knew that he loved him. Yeah, Jesus knew that he, was, he let him down, but Jesus told him he had a mission to do, feed my sheep. What I'm trying to tell you is no matter what condition you're in, what chapter of life you're in, you ought to still be able to feed Jesus a sheep. Should nothing stop you from being able to feed the sheep. Should nothing stop you from being able to serve the Lord. Should nothing stop you from being able to do what God has called you to do. I don't care what the situation may be. If God called you, he anointed you. If he anointed you, he's giving you the power. He's giving you the strength to do what he's called you to do. Should nothing stop you from doing that. Peter denied him right before the crucifixion. He, he denied him. 
He was wrong. What does denial mean? It means refusal to admit the truth. That means he lied. And when he lied, Jesus forgave him and said, go feed my sheep. Now, whether you lied or whether you, 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 you back there, you, you, you sold discord, regardless of whatever the situation may have been in, if God called you, he's telling you to go feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And see, we get so caught up in what people do and how they do it and why they do it, and then we want to be the judge and the jury. But Jesus told him, go feed my sheep. This was Peter. Peter was Jesus' boy. He walked on the water. And when he walked on the water and he fell, Jesus saved him and took him back to the boat. This is the same one that Peter took on his sword and cut somebody's ear off. And Jesus told him, we, we don't act like that. This, he had a relationship. As long as he had a relationship with Jesus, regardless of the situation, Jesus forgave him and said, feed my sheep. Shouldn't nothing stop you from doing what God has called you to do? Nothing. Nothing shall separate you from doing what God has called you to do. But we make every excuse in the world why we don't do this and why we don't do that. And, yeah, I'm getting ready to come home with this because people will say stuff about you. People will, will point their finger at you. And then they say, oh, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that. Well, God called me and chose me. And when God called you and chose you, you're supposed to do what God called you to do, regardless of what people think. And in a moment that you may have a weakness, and in the moment that you may fall, and in the moment that you may do uh, uh, things that, 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 like Peter did, you've got to have enough sense to say, yeah, Lord, I love you three times. And if you can tell the Lord you love him three times, can you forgive? If you can tell the Lord you love him three times, Will you stop sowing discord amongst the brethren? If you can tell the Lord you love him and be truthful with what you're saying, can you serve God? Or is it all a parade? Because, you know, church folks sit up there and they'll say a lot of stuff, but they're not going to do nothing. And this is what I'm, I'm so sick of church people. We love you, but they ain't nowhere to find you. They ain't nowhere to be with you when you're going through something. Well, I, 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 knew he was, I knew he was like that anyway. How did you know? God chose him. God's working that thing out. But the thing that I have is if God called you, why would you let anything stop you from serving him? Why would you let anything stop you from doing what God has called you to do? Now, I believe in taking sabbaticals. I believe in taking a break. But then again, when I really think about the word of God, did he take a break for you? And when he looked at Peter, he told Peter, go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. Yeah, I know what you did, but go feed my sheep. So what I'm trying to tell the church tonight, what we're talking about, Peter, yeah, Peter walked on the water. Peter fell, too. Yeah, Peter cut somebody's ear off because he was trying to stick up for the Lord. Peter was always that one that was so quick to speak and jump up, and it got him in trouble. But it's okay because Peter knew he had a relationship with the Lord. To the point Peter got mad and he kept asking him an obvious question. Peter loved Jesus, and Jesus knew it, but he was trying to make everyone else say, do you love me? Do you love me? 
And if you love me, then go do be about my business. My question to everybody on the panel tonight, do you love Jesus? Because if you love Jesus, what is that one thing that you're denying him of? Because I know we got him. Because I had to check my closet. There's a lot of stuff in mine. I can't speak for everybody. But the Lord told me that every, someone at least got one that you, 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 you just deny. You just don't want to deal with it. And my question is, did Jesus be like that when it came to you? It ain't even about praise tabernacle. It ain't even about, uh, it's about your relationship with Christ. And if Christ called you to do a mission, are you going to do it? Or you got or you got other things that you got to compromise with before you do the work of the Lord. Only thing I'm trying to get people to do is be hungry for Christ. Stop making excuses. Stop, stop uh, 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 trying to be perfect. Stop trying to think there's a perfect church. Stop trying to sow discord amongst the brethren. Stop. And then ask the question, do you really love Jesus? Because if you really love Jesus, is you say, yeah, I do love Jesus. And if Jesus called you, what are you doing? Now I'm about to take it to a whole nother level. And then I'm going to be done. Peter was in the flesh. My opinion, he was in the flesh. Because he was just in the flesh. And and a lot of times, we church people, we get in the flesh. And we get in the flesh so much, we don't even know how to hear God talking to us. Because we didn't get so watered down. Watered down. And the thing about it is you can't serve two masters. You can't be church dancing one minute and then boogaloo in the next minute. You can't be smoking weed one minute and speaking in tongues the next minute. You can't be doing all that kind of stuff because God is a jealous God, and he only wants you to serve him. You can't be around a house full of sinners and expect to think that your body is going to be okay with that. It's not. It's not. And it it, it really surprised me. I was, I was talking to a preacher, and he was saying about how some people can just go in bars and sit and drink and have no effect on them physically. When spiritually, it should make you sick. When you get around unclean people, it should do something to your spirit. It should do something to it. It either make you want to light up so you can talk about Jesus, or it should make you want to change the atmosphere. And too many Christians is comfortable in this world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And if we love the world, we can't love the Father. That's that's what the Bible we can't. And then we 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 want to we want to we want to make it to the point where we want to be perfect, but yet we don't want to live perfect. We don't want to do the things that God would have us to do, but we want to hold everybody else accountable. Someone said to me. And I thought about this when I was reading this. 
when we had Bible study and and, and the pastor said on Sunday a couple of weeks ago where he, he forgot it was Bible study. And, you know, someone had to make a comment. How he can, you know, all up in his Kool-Aid. And my question was, you ain't never in Bible study. So how are you going to talk about someone missing one Bible study and you ain't never been to one Bible study? But you want to make that the topic of the conversation. Or you want to make a topic of a conversation about what goes on in Elder Oliver's house. And don't worry about what goes on in your house. See, I'm I'm, I'm true to this. And, and again, I said this earlier, my voice is my praise. So I'm not going to shut up for nobody. Because God gave me a voice. And he said, you use that voice. And you use that. And when you can't preach, you just praise me with your voice and just keep on talking and keep on talking. Because at some point, the truth hurts. And I know tonight this probably ain't a popular message with everybody. What you talking about? Peter denied him. Yeah, you denied him. We all have some of that in us. That means tell me we all ain't perfect. And because we all ain't perfect, we ought to be striving for perfection, but we all not. And just like Peter ran off and cried, Jesus came right back to him and told him, go feed my sheep. That's what I'm going to tell you. Go feed the sheep. Stop trying to throw discord amongst everybody, inviting everybody here, there, and doing all this other type of stuff, but yet and still you just doing it. You ain't inviting it out of love. You're inviting it to cause controversy, to cause chaos. I ain't talking about my type of chaos. I'm talking about that other type of chaos. So when you hear Elder Oliver speak or we say something or we preach something, I'm just letting you know I'm preaching the true gospel. And this is the gospel. Yeah, Peter denied him. He didn't tell the truth. But if you go to John after the resurrection, what did Jesus tell him? And if you look a little before that, uh, uh, Jesus forgave all of them and told them, go feed my sheep. That's the book. Go feed my sheep. So my question is, are you feeding his sheep? Or are you just at the Last Supper? And when we get to the Last Supper, that's when Jesus told uh, Peter what was going to happen. But there was someone else at the Last Supper too, Judas, giving kisses. So be careful who kisses you. We ain't going to get into all that tonight. Just be careful. Because everyone at the table ain't for you. I'm just, I'm just trying to let you know what God gave me to tell you. Whether you receive it or not, I, it's really not in my hands. But I, I, I'm just at a point in life where we can take these chapters that's not final, and we can fix it because the final chapter hasn't been written yet. And we still got a lot of ministry to do. We still got a lot of growing to do. So... Just let me just say this. I don't want no one to think that I'm in trouble or, or I did something or anything like that. This is what the Lord gave me. This is what I've been going through in my life. People been pointing the finger. You this, you that. And I'm just like, man, I, I can't catch a break. The Lord said, Mm-mm, don't, don't do that. Because they're so much worried, worried about what happened yesterday. They're not even seeing what's going on today. They're not even seeing how the Lord is moving today. They're not even seeing, because they're so caught up in yesterday. 
And when you get caught up in yesterday, you're going to lose focus on what's going on today, and you're going to miss the mark, and you're going to miss what God is calling you to do because you're worried about what happened yesterday. If Peter could go back and change what he did, he probably would. But then again, he probably wouldn't. But the fact of the matter is, he denied him. And after Jesus was crucified on the cross, and he went to hell and did what he had to do and came back to talk to the brothers, he forgave them, tell them to go sit down somewhere. He didn't tell them to go, uh, uh, to go feed my sheep. The same way he denied him three times, he asked him three times, and three times he told him, go feed my sheep, go feed my lamb, go do what you're supposed to do. But what we do, and I'm done, Pastor, what we do, we, we get all caught up in, and, and, and we want to be the judge and the jury and play Judge Mathis with people's souls. That's not what it's about. If you're doing what God called you to do, you ought to be celebrating right now because you're feeding God's sheep. You're living a testimony. And when you go in places, people will recognize that. I didn't come to the conclusion the world don't like El Oliver, and it's fine. They ain't got to like me. They're not supposed to like me because I'm not of the world. I don't have anything to do. I don't like nothing about the world. But I can go out and be a light in the world. And not their type of light, but the Lord's type of light. Does anyone have any questions? I'm sorry. I, I'm just going on and on and on. Anyone have any questions or comments? <laughs> no, I appreciate it tonight, man. I don't know if anybody else anybody else have any comments. But that, that's that's all the Lord gave me. Um, you know, they can people can take um, what they will from from the lessons, and I'm not gonna stop talking about Peter. There's a lot more in there. Uh, I'm just touching the surface of it. We're never gonna go even deeper with Peter. I'm just wanted to see that last time we talked about Peter, he he made that great confession um, about who the men say that I am, and now we're looking at him when he denies Christ. And now we're looking at him after he denied Christ. Christ is telling him to go feed my people. See, there's a connection there. And and I get I get happy when I think about it. There's a connection there because everybody's not right. Everyone's not perfect. Everyone's not, not you know, but we all striving to get to where God wants us to be. The exciting thing about it is God told him to go feed the sheep. What is God telling you? What is God telling you? Because I know what he's telling me, and what he's telling me to go feed the sheep, I get excited because I had communication with the Lord. He didn't just say praise me. He didn't just say uh, pray. He told me a specific job to do, go feed the sheep, tell my people about my word that can be a lifesaver to them, that can bring them out of hell into eternal life. That's my job. That's your job. We ought to be out telling people about Jesus Christ and how powerful his word is. 
we can tell him how powerful it is because we live it, because we practice it, because we preach it. And, yeah, we may have fallings here and there, but at the same time, the word is powerful. It will cleanse you. It will pick you up, turn you around. It will take you to places that, that, that money can't take you. It will take you places that your name can't take you. It will take you place. It will do things for you and your family if you just believe on it and if you just continue to work and do what God tells you to do. It will do some things. I had a conversation with my son today, and I'm done. I'm going to turn it over to the pastor after this. My oldest boy, uh, he had to go to court on Zoom about his daughter. He ain't seen his daughter. His daughter then left. She's been on the run for about the last month. And he said, Dad, I, I went in there, and it was embarrassing because my daughter's mother got thrown out of a Zoom meeting. They just, And he was sitting there. And I said, well, son, okay. I told him, I said, first of all, you just got baptized and you're trying to live right, but a lot of stuff you're doing, you got to clean up. I was just telling him, I said, you got to leave that weed alone. You got to leave it alone. I said, I can look at you, the judge can look at you, people can look at you and just tell you, you got to leave it alone. Leave it alone. And I told him, you just need to practice by going to church, praying, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I told him. And I told him, it ain't going to get no better as long as you keep dibbling and dabbling in the world. You can't dibble and dabble and expect God to bless you. Leave it alone. And then I had someone tell me, oh, you can't tell them that. That's what they do, these young people, everyone. Doing. Okay, well, we ain't everyone. And as for me and mine, we're going to try to serve the Lord the right way. That's right. You cannot sit up there and smoke weed and expect God going to come down there and bless you or your household because everybody do it. I know a lot of people that do it. I'm not doing it. And you got this crazy preacher here in Atlanta telling everyone he's going to get a farm so people can grow weed. A preacher. Going to teach him how to grow weed. But he ain't going to teach him how to be disciples of Christ. He's going to teach them how to grow weed. And we preachers are sitting back letting this stuff go on. And ain't going to say nothing about it because everybody's doing it. Everyone and everybody's family, someone's smoking weed somewhere. So we ain't, we ain't going to say nothing. We're just going to let this just go on and destroy our black men. I, 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 I can't do it no more. I cannot sit on the sideline and allow what the devil was doing and not say nothing and not be proactive. I had to leave it alone. It ain't my first time telling him to leave it alone, but it's my first time with authority and telling him God's not going to keep blessing you and you keep dibble-dabbling in them different spirits. The smell makes me sick. And then I'm wondering why I got headaches. Not all them weed smokers. Can't focus right. Can't think right. Then you hear their conversation. And you wonder why you tripping too. The, the, the thing about it is this. I'm not going to sugarcoat the word. If people want to hold me accountable and hold me, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to preach the gospel. Pastor been preaching about the gospel, this gospel and that gospel. There ain't but one gospel. And if you preach the real gospel, there will be changes. 
If you preach the real gospel, you will see changes in your family. If you preach the real gospel, you will see changes in your body. If you preach the real gospel, you will see the difference. And then you'll be able to be a difference. And I didn't mean to get off in the weed. I just I just went there because I was I was communicating with my son, and I know he's listening tonight. So I put his business out there, and he know because I need people to pray for him. Now I'm not gonna hide it no more. It's out there. Pray for him. He needs it. Got a 17 year old granddaughter out here running around like she grown. And he's smoking weed, and ain't no one saying nothing. I told him, listen tonight. He might be mad, but it's all right. Tell the truth, shame the devil. I have to do some things I did that was wrong. But again, it's not the final chapter. Pastor, I'm going to turn If anyone don't have no comments, I'm going to turn it over to you, Pastor. <laughs> all right. All right. Amen. Before we close, I tell you what, man, you that was that was good. That was good. That was real good. I appreciate that. You know, it, preaching ain't easy. That's for sure. Teaching the gospel and standing on the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, it is not easy, but it, it, it's well worth it. That's for sure. And that's the job of the preacher. The job of the preacher is to cry loud, spare not. And sometimes when you spare not, that, that that means loved ones. That means, shoot, even don't even spare yourself, all right? So that, that is good. That is good. And that's the kind of preaching and teaching that we need because it's so few and short in between. As he stated, you got we got preachers here in Atlanta talking about building weed farms. And I, I tell you what, <laughs> It it might draw them, it might bring them in, but it ain't gonna keep them. Okay, Jesus, He's already gave us the key. He said, "If I be lifted up from the earth," He said, "I'll draw all men." And we don't need no gimmicks. We don't need no. We don't need the, the philosophies. And I said all that Sunday when I was preaching. We we don't need a whole bunch of strategies. We don't need big words. We just need to preach the gospel. Preach the, the, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. If we preach it and we live it, then the, the we, though I got witnesses. I know, I know personally of people that smoked weed for years and made up in their mind that they was ready to stop, that they was going to stop and that they was going to believe God. And what they was believing God for, once they made that step, and put the put the weed down, uh, put down the black and mild, and uh, whatever else comes with it. And they put it down, and God began within a few months what they had been waiting for for years, but they couldn't get it because of what they were doing. And once they decided to change, and God met them right where they was, and what they had been wanting for years, they got. Within a year, I think it was just within several, a few months or so, once they decided that they was putting the weed down. And, and I'm glad that I was said that tonight because that's, that's one of the main things that's out here now, smoking weed, you know. And I know he's talked about the men, but we got, we got young ladies that smoke. I mean, good Lord. 
Uh, they smoke just as much. <laughs> we got young ladies that smoke just as much as the young men do. So we, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to be an example. And we need to let let our children know. And we know the devil got it out. Well, it's from the earth. It's from the earth and this, that, and the other. But the Bible teaches us to be sober. Okay, be sober, be vigilant, meaning be watchful, because we have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. He seeketh whom he may devour. You, amen. There's just certain things you 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 smoking weed. You you probably gonna fail a drug test. Hey, man, you, you you ain't got to worry about uh you stop smoking again. You ain't got to worry about using somebody else's pee. You got to, amen. I talked to one one doctor at a at a um. I had to go do a drug test, and I think the doctor said one guy. I guess he was, he was so high he didn't know what he would use. He he gave him some pee from a, I think it was a uh, what it was it was a pee pee from somewhere some somebody somebody extra. I think he told him well you know because your pee it was a certain color. He said well I'm sorry to inform you young man but you you about to die. And the young man said, "What? What you mean about that?" He said, "Well, the type of pee you you got it it you know is messing up your kidneys and this that and the other and you you about to die." And uh, said the young man had to admit he had got he got pee from, from somebody else. So it was some crazy like that. But if you just do what you're supposed to do, okay, you just do what you're supposed to do. God through the Holy Ghost will perfect us, okay. God through the Holy Ghost will perfect us but you got a part to play okay you have a part to play don't keep talking about i'm waiting on god no you're not waiting on god god's waiting on you okay god is waiting on you you draw nigh to god then the bible says god will draw nigh to you okay so great message great message and and you right the black church is, is the church that took the shout from the mouth and put it in the feet Hey, that's a black church. Hey, we took the shout out of the mouth and put it in the feet. The feet ain't nothing but for dancing, like David danced before the Lord. But that's the black church. We, you say shout, we think that means dance. Okay, a shout is is a form of praise that does come out of your mouth. Okay, that does come out of your mouth. And yeah, I, you know, you pick them up, you cross them at the knee like I do. You might you might fall. Amen. I, we don't need you falling in the church, so just keep yelling and crying loud, okay, and spam not. So I appreciate I don't care what nobody say. I appreciate you, man, okay? You you mean a lot to this ministry, so, and I'm thankful to God that he sent you to us. Okay, and anybody got any question about me missing Bible study? All right, all right, I, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. All right. Listen, I want to give the offering uh, information. I'm going to give the offering information than anyone else left on the panel that would like to say anything, I give you opportunity. Um, but the offering information, uh, we have, uh, we're asking for two different uh, things on tonight as we do every Tuesday night. Uh, our extended arms ministry, if you would like to give, that's our outreach to our community. Uh, extended arms, that cash app information is EA Ministry. Uh, dollar sign, EA Ministry. Once again, if you would like to give a generous donation of what, whatever the amount is that God lays on your heart, you can do so at dollar sign, EA Ministry. And may the Lord bless you 
real good. Also, our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church, which uh, is on on tonight. Great panel, great teaching on tonight. If you'd like to be a blessing to our local church, you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. Okay, eight seven seven, and may the Lord bless you, real good. Once again, great lesson on tonight. I tell you what, thought provoking, uh, pricked my heart, and that's what the word should do. I don't care where, where you stand. I don't care if you're a bishop. You, I don't care what you are. The word should prick your heart. Should make you examine. We go to the doctors to get medical examination. Uh, we come to church to get spiritual examination, spiritual checkups. And we thank you at all for giving us a checkup from the neck up, from the feet up on tonight. I thank you for teaching that on tonight. Anyone left on the panel that has anything, any remarks or any point, maybe one or two points that you would like to give on tonight? I know Elder worked. He worked all the way through. But is there anyone uh, that would like to give any points on tonight. Uh, Pastor, I'd like to uh, make a comment. Um, first, I'd like to say good lesson, uh, great lesson, Elder Oliver. Uh, thank you for the lesson. Um, definitely a good one. I'd like to speak on the latter part on what he was talking about when he was saying that, you know, we can't be, like everybody else and, and can't do the things that everybody else do um, and, and went on to talk about, you know, how, how people, you know, do certain things. But uh, it reminded me of a scripture that I pulled up with, that the Lord um, said in Matthew 7 and 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Come on, preacher. There many there be which go thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there find it. So we got to understand that we got to be separate for a reason. We can't do everything else that everybody else do for a reason, because if everybody's going in that same direction, that's probably not the right way to be going, because as as the word says, that's going to lead to destruction. we got to follow after the Lord because that's going to lead to life, you know. So we just got to take that and understand that it's all about following Christ. And if we follow in him, then we'll have the everlasting life. So that's all. But great lesson. All right. All right. That's Minister Tobit. Doc, you, you just made me think of uh, one thing that we said on Sunday morning. Uh, every time somebody dies, we get these T-shirts. Once again, black folk, we get these T-shirts and put pictures and angel wings on them and everybody rest in peace. But you just brought the scripture up that lets us know everybody ain't resting peacefully. Uh, and I think I said Sunday, instead of some of these RIPs, we need to put RIHs, uh, resting in hell. And ain't, we know ain't much resting going on. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going. So that just further confirms uh, straight is the gate, narrows the way. And Jesus said, few there be that find it. Okay? Few there be. 
So you better make sure you got your house in order. Okay? Stop worrying about somebody else's house. Stop worrying about, you know, what others are doing. Do a self-checkup. God bless you, Minister Tobert. All right, anyone else on the panel have any uh, any uh, comments on tonight? Amen. So I do have a comment also. Um, everything, I don't know what's been going on with Praise Tabernacle, but it's been so thought-provoking. It's been so, like, heartbreaking, like, lately um, for me. So when we were speaking earlier about, and I mean that in a good way, FYI, y'all. <laughs> so when we were speaking earlier about denial, we were talking about base, basically rejection and refusing something. And generally that refusing is refusing to admit the truth or refusing to admit um, something that we know that's right. So we all know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it reminds me of a situation of when I worked at Walmart probably about eight years ago, um, me and two of my coworkers were having a conversation, and basically uh, one of the guys in the conversation, he was saying, you know, why does God allow people to be born certain ways? Um, basically, whether it's like a, a sickness or a deformity or, you know, why do babies die in a womb and all of these things. And I realized that generally they talk to me because I'm the one that have the answers they feel. But for this in particular, I didn't have the answer. I really didn't know what to say. So the Bible tells us to study to show thyself approved. And reading the message and going over what we're speaking about tonight, um, now I feel like in that moment I was denying Christ because I didn't have enough words in me to be able to go back and open my mouth and say, hey, no, 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 you're not going to say these things about, you know, our Lord and, our Lord and Savior because I didn't, I didn't have anything to back it up. So, you know, since that wow. day, it's been helping, even though this is like eight years ago, give or take, since that day, it's been, you know, a reminder, hey, you can't all you, you can have a great opinion, but the facts is the word. The facts is it's the Bible. That's the unadulterated truth. That's what we need to fight with. That's what we need to have in us to be able to, you know, get to somebody else. Because he was very adamant about what he was saying, but my little opinion wasn't enough. But if I had enough of that word in me, had I been studying like that Bible says to show myself approved, then I could have fought back against what he was saying with the word. But because I was lazy, I was wow. a lazy Christian, I didn't have anything in me to fight that scripture. And that doesn't mean that I'm always going to know everything or have the answers to everything. But right. in that moment, I was, I was beating myself up as I was probably going home that night, like, man, like, Charmaine, for real? You couldn't say nothing to defend your father. You couldn't say nothing to defend the word. Like, there was nothing all these years that you've been in church that you could have oh, opened yeah. up your mouth and said that you, you didn't know anything. So, you know, just, just food for thought because we can wow. get into the tradition of saying something because it sounds good and it sounds right, but show me where it's said in the Bible. It, wow. It's usually not in there. So, you know, your your grandmama said it, your, your great auntie said it. It sounds good, 
but where can you find it in the words to support what it is that you're saying? So that was that was my moment um, that just brought me that this uh, Bible study just brought me back to when I had that opportunity to go forth and really speak about Christ, but I didn't know what to say. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tober. That was awesome. That was awesome. And I, I, I can I can second that. I, you know, that's the reason why most of us don't, uh, I can't say us, most Christians, let me put it that way, most uh, so-called Christians don't open their doors for Jehovah's Witnesses and for Mormons and uh, anybody else that may come knock on your door because you are ill-equipped to discuss or defend your faith. You, 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 we, I, I say we, we are ill-equipped to defend our faith. And we claim to have, have it, we claim to have the right gospel. We claim in this gospel. And somebody come to us with something that maybe way off the wall and make him even pull out our Bible and tell us about what our Bible says. And because you don't know it, because you don't know the scripture, you don't spend time, we don't spend enough time to study, then someone can come and just throw anything at us and have us climbing a wall, having us fleeing, having us uh, just, you know, just backing up because we don't know how to defend. That's why I think someone on the panel, someone said earlier about rightly dividing the word, okay? So if it's saying rightly divide, that, that goes to show that's proof that somebody is wrongly divided, okay? And all these other cults, what they did, they taken bits and pieces like Satan did when he tempted Jesus. He took pieces of the word, okay, and he, which the word was true, okay, but he was using them out of context. He, he had other motivation, okay? Remember, in order for somebody to really fool you, they got to have a portion of it has to be true. There has to be a portion that's going to be true in order for somebody to fool you, especially when you're talking about Christianity. There has to be something in there. A portion somewhere has to be true, okay? So that's why, you know, Sister Tober, I, I commend you for that, which once again pricks our heart to study, study, show thyself approved. A lot of us don't stand before God, and, and, and we may miss the mark because we just wouldn't spend time. And and a lot of us, we're wasting time on stuff down here that God is like, you know, that ain't even, first of all, that wasn't even written to you. That wasn't even a commandment to you. We do, we trying to do a lot of Old Testament stuff that that <laughs> that wasn't even for, we Gentiles, you know, it wasn't even for us. It wasn't those commandments and laws and different things. A lot of it, most of it, Old Testament wasn't even written to the Gentiles. And here we are trying to live stuff from the Old Testament, and Jesus said, you can't even, you won't even do the New Testament. You won't even live by grace. Okay? You won't even accept that you are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That alone, not of works, as we've been talking about, let's in the man should boast. No, we want to do all these laws. We want to do all this, that, and the other, 
thinking we are pleasing God. And God said, sacrifices and offering, I, I, I ain't taking no, no pleasure in that. Okay, so uh, real good. Thank you. That, that was great, Sister Tobin. Law help us. All right. Anyone else? Before we close, anyone else tonight? Um, I would like to make a comment. Um, uh, Elder Oliver, thank you for this message on tonight. And it's so funny that you spoke about this on tonight because um, this afternoon when I got on my bus, then I'm a trainer, I have so many different people um, get on my bus and I have met and I've met so many people. So what I do before I get on my bus, I pray. I anoint my bus, any spirit, um, you know, anything um, that's coming against us. I just, I just pray. I plead the blood of Jesus over my bus. And so I thought about when I had to second guess myself about praying out loud with one of with my trainee that's on my bus now, um, you know, because he he he's not ashamed to to say that you know he's not a believer of Jesus Christ, um, however, so I'm like, okay, well, I play my, my gospel music and um, on my bus and everything like that, but I thought about it when you were talking about deny, who have? We all have denied Christ, not purposely, but if you have to second guess anything when it comes down to Jesus Christ or witnessing or putting Jesus out there for somebody to hear about the goodness or to even with me with my, with my gospel music, I was like, you know what? He's not ashamed to say what he does not believe in. So why am I not say fearful, but why am I even second guessing about playing my gospel music or praying out loud, you know, just mentioning the name of Christ? Not even, you know, because, you know, you know, your jobs and certain things like that, you know, it's your livelihood or whatever. You're trying to protect yourself. It's like, no, no, no. I'm a child of God. So if something goes back, something is reported. God got me, so he's going to cover whatever it is. So when you spoke about that tonight, I literally was thinking about that this afternoon when I went into work, and I second-guessed it. I'm like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. And that's where the Christians, the believers, mess up. Why are you scared to offend somebody that don't know Christ? Why are you scared to offend by standing up for what's right? The churches now are just letting everything go. It's okay to smoke weed. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that because once saved, it's always saved. As long as you accepted Jesus into your heart that one time, you have a seat into heaven, and that is a lie, and it is confusing our young people. It is confusing to the world, and that just encouraged me um, tonight, Elder Oliver, to just listen. I don't care what's going on. Don't you ever be ashamed to be that light that even that unbeliever (laughs) you can win that unbeliever just by the light of christ and i pray even extra hard now i'm like i ride down the road i'm like whoo thank you jesus oh god it's so good ain't it good but just be encouraged be encouraged on tonight because you just never know but thank you thank you for that for that word on tonight i don't want to be peter praise god not not denying christ amen (laughs) all right all right God bless you, Mother Zachary. Mother Zachary got somebody called you and I would say why he called his wife mother. She's my baby mama. She's all five of them. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Y'all keep calling me August. Amen. Keep calling me. Keep calling until he tell y'all to stop calling me. That's what y'all do. Keep calling until he tell y'all stop. Don't call me with no more mess about my pastor. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's be bold. Let's be bold. 
Okay? Let's be bold. Let's not be nobody's trash can. Let's be bold with it. We're going to be bold. We're going to have the Holy Ghost. We're going to have authority. Let's have it all the way. Okay? Don't, don't y'all be nobody's trash can. That's for, that's for the panel. That's for those that's listening. Okay? Don't be nobody's trash can. Right? God has given us authority over every work of the enemy. Okay? If you keep allowing the enemy to, to fill you up with stuff, then you deserve what you keep getting. Okay? You deserve it. So stand fast in the liberty that, which Christ has made us free. And the Bible says be no longer bound. Okay? Don't be bound again. God done delivered you. Don't be bound again. So I'm, I'm looking forward to next month's uh, Peter um, teaching. I see Peter in, I mean, man, you probably be teaching on this for the rest of the year. Because there's a lot in there that, that has to be dealt with uh, with Peter. Um, was there anyone else? Was I, I don't know since I was at work. Was, was anyone else on the panel tonight? I don't want to miss anyone. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much. We appreciate you all uh, tuning in. Appreciate you all tuning in. This was another great lesson on tonight, uh, led by Mr. Chaos himself, Elder Derek Oliver. We thank God for him, the gift that he's given, that he's brought to us, to this uh, church, and we're grateful to God for him. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you once again. We appreciate you. But we know that it's in you that we live, move, and have our being. We thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the message and the messenger on tonight, which pricked all of our hearts. And we, we're thanking you for your grace, that even what you shared with Peter, you shared that same grace with us. Well, we all have denied you in one way or the other, but you didn't deal with us accordingly, but you gave us grace, and we thank you. As we leave this place for never your presence, Lord, we pray that you will strengthen all of us. And Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless you. Y'all have a good night.